ate it up and gave it back. That's my gauntlet. You guys, I told Catherine on Monday, the 21st, I said, we need to do a celebrity crush segment that goes from good to cringe. So mine was obviously number one, John Hamm. Obviously. Even with hooks for hands, John fucking Hamm. (laughs) Second goes to Dave Franco, who is a 5'6 king, a short king. Dave Franco is the king of short kings. He's also my neighbor, by the way. He lives so close to me. And I saw Betsy, his mom, posted a photo really close by. How tall is he? Five, six and a half. And I He's not know. five, six and He's a half. He's five, six and a half. But that's three and a half inches taller than fucking me, bitch. Wow, <laughs> he really is the king five, of short kings. He's a short king. Then I had Henry Golding. Obviously. We all know Henry Golding to be like extremely conventionally attractive. Can we talk about his teeth, though? Did you we notice will, that? We will soon. We will soon. Okay. Then I had the dad from Home Alone, John Hurd. Rest in peace. He died at Paul Walton Medical. God what? bless his soul. God bless what? his soul. Then he's we dead. had... He died. He died a couple years ago. He's, yeah. he's died. He's he real dead. He real dead. <laughs> he's died. But then but then we have last place of my good to cringe celebrity crush segment. The cousin who pees the bed in Home Alone. A.K.A. Fuller. Why AKA, are two of, you, two of yours from Home Alone? Because Home Alone is a god tier movie <laughs> and it's fucking Christmas, bro. Sarah's attracted to half the people in Home Alone. And so I just think that the cousin who pees the bed from Home Alone, A.K.A. Fuller, as an adult... Roman Roy, uh, aka Kiernan uh, Culkin, baby it. from let's Succession, baby. That let's... guy, that guy fucks. Oh, he's the definition of that guy fucks. <laughs> that guy fucks. If anyone's seen Succession, you know he Roman and Jerry, Roy. I was like, I'm feeling something. Here's the problem. Oh, don't even start with Roman, Roman and Jerry. Roman it's and Jerry, bruh. It's too Roman much. Jerry, bruh. It's too much. Okay, Jerry, su- people that don't watch Succession do not understand. If you don't watch Succession, fucking watch Succession. If you can't watch Succession, look up Project Free TV and watch <laughs> fucking Succession. You did not hear it here, folks. You did not hear it here, but I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, I will. I will submit that of all of the eligible bachelors on mm-hmm. Succession, mm-hmm. who do I go for? Don't say Candle. Don't say Candle. It's Kendall. It's Kendall. It's Don't Kendall. Say, what's his name? Jeremy something? Jeremy Strong, baby. I cannot. He just looks to such my a twerp. He's L the definition. L def- to the OG. He's the definition of a twerp. Yeah. No, he's such a twat. The the note section I have he on sucks. my iPhone for this is He looks called- so sad and he does so much cool. Yeah. No, it's so much so the the the, the, the He's such the, a loser. The iPhone notes app section I have on my phone is entitled My Inexplicable Heterosexuality mm-hmm. because I cannot rationally explain why I'm attracted to Kendall Roy, but I am. Is he at the top of your list though? Because like John Hamm. He's the first one. That's fucked up. No, 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 no. He's not. This isn't a ranking. I'll just really run through because these quickly. Because in my list, I ranked them because I texted this to you. Yeah, you ranked John them. John Hamm was like the number, number, number one. Like John Hamm. That is the that only explainable. Sense. He's so explainable. John Hamm is universally attractive. Who's, I think every man who, should. If I was a man, I would just try to be more If you're like attracted John Hamm. to men, are you not? Like, does anyone out there that's listening to this that's attracted to men not find John Hamm attractive? Please let us know. If you say know. no, that's just a lie. Please just tweet a us. Please tweet us at Iomu at Catherout. Like, let us know because I truly believe he's universally attractive. I, t- I tweeted something where I was like, I, if I were a man, I would just try to be as much like John Hamm as possible. 
That's honestly what uh, I do. You're not wrong. I honestly you're not wrong. I, so I think I haven't ranked these. All right. But these are just like the range of my attraction to men. It's really uh, interesting. And here's what I'll say is that I feel a little bit cringy about talking about this because if I say I'm embarrassed to be attracted to Kendall Roy, I'm then saying that Jeremy Strong, you know, because there's some people on yeah, TikTok yeah, that are yeah, like, yeah. you guys keep telling me that you're like embarrassed to be attracted to me. But it's like, that's such a dig, yeah. you know, if you yeah, tell, it is if dig. you say, oh, I'm, I'm embarrassed because I'm attracted to this person. Do we think that Jeremy Strong's going to tune in, though? No, of course not. Of course not. But I don't want All anyone right. out here to think that, like, I am saying that he's unattractive because obviously he is. But I just can't he's figure just out. He's a very specific type. I just can't figure out why I am attracted to him. So, OK, here's some other people I'm attracted to. A lot of these are fictional characters. So Kendall Roy, Kevin Pearson from This Is Us. Oh, my God. Obviously 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 lawrence from insecure is way up there oh my god hot priest from fleabag oh my god obviously the hot priest though he was just so patient he was just oh my god he was a short king or unless she was no he's a short king so phoebe waller bridge is 510 so in that case, she actually cast her love interest shorter than her, which I He's have like to respect. He's like five or five nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm. A- you know, I I stand by the belief that you never like guys will be five nine or five ten, and I'm like that's fine. But then you see them stand next to someone who's six feet or six one, uh-huh. and you're like, oh my god, you're literally tiny. <laughs> you're so tiny. You keep roasting people for their height. I'm not even trying to, and I don't care. Like most of the people I date are five ten. I just think it's so interesting because it's like I met up with one of the people that I was dating like recently and we walked by a guy who was like 6'2 or 6'3 walking his dog and I could not help but be like you're so like petite you're such a petito Sarah I'm petite so I don't care you're dragging men through the mud right now I mean this is reparation they know this (laughs) I'm like just wear stilts in your fucking shoes dude but like wow no 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 no. this is this is why this note section is just entitled my inexplicable heterosexuality there's a range of height there's a range of everything here we got hot priest we got connell from normal people for Mm. obvious reasons um we have my first crush jesse st james of glee fame aka jonathan groff i am attracted to male lesbians so Mm. that's why he fits in there i Mm. want a man that's like as femme as possible um like i'm so the opposite like i think when i like meet a guy i think a lot about the features that they share with women and i think a lot about like would i be more masculine than you like do i have more body hair than you or like Hmm. do i have like more masculine hands than you like that's like stuff that i cannot help but think about i don't know why it's something that i never realized that i look for where i'm like you have to like i am really insecure about like my like being very 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 feminine like i feel like i try to be very very feminine but i feel like i could not date somebody who i feel like is literally like prettier than me or like something like that Hmm. i think about it all the time because i i there's this tiktok that's like yeah i'm attracted to men and then she she flashes through like all the men she's attracted to and they're as close to being women as possible oh my god that's my that's my sexuality no like like, i'm literally like if your hair like when i had short hair i remember being like if your hair is longer than mine like no wow no i'm like no tarzans i like some masculinity is fine but i'm like i want you to be as close because i want to have so much in Mm. common like i want them to listen to my same ass like Mm. soft ass indie pop and no masculine like i just want them but the point is you need to find somebody who is willing to like 
compromise their interests and not somebody who is just not interested in your interests at all. I think that's what you're so looking true. for. So true. Okay, continuing down the list after Jesse St. James, who is probably the right. kingpin of all these kingpin? men. The hot bartender from Atypical, who is also in the show Looking on HBO, if anybody... It's, that's, that's kind of a deep cut. You might not know about him. Pete Davidson. I don't know why. I don't know why. He looks like a caveman. You're just being ableist, no, Sarah. he looks like a caveman. You're being ableist. Pete Davidson, it's really just because of his comedy special. If you watch the comedy special, you will understand. If you don't, you will not. Matt Champion of Brockhampton fame, another short king. But if you listen to the song Fangs, Fangs by Matt Champion, I, I can't even explain more than that why I'm attracted. And then recently, Rami Youssef. And Interesting. His teeth really bothered me. I know okay. that's shitty. I don't know why I'm attracted. And again, I'm not trying to say that he's unattractive. So it's weird that I'm attracted to him. I'm just saying I don't understand why I'm attracted to him. But what I was telling Sarah is that I want a man that's like 90% nice. And I'm so sorry that this is not passing the Bechdel test. Like we're starting Meh. off. We're starting off ripe into just heterosexuality. We land. Really are. But how could we speak on anything else? It's not our place. No, I know. I'm, I'm just saying like hopefully the rest of the, the podcast will, pa- will pass the Bechdel test. All but right. this part doesn't. But Rami Youssef, because I like that he's mm. 90% nice, but he's 10% mm. an asshole. Like he's 10% mean and a dick and misogynistic. There's, he is there's misogynistic. some. I want a man that's like super nice, but then like still will like make fun a of me. A little toxic. Yes. A little toxic. I don't know why i don't know why i don't want better for myself but that's just the way it lands i just feel like no matter how much i like idolize and glamorize or whatever any man i cannot help but come back to that statement that every man is just some guy every man is just some guy you heard it here first folks yeah like every man is just like oh some fucking guy like cut me off on the street like i love that what i just love that like and you would never say like some girl like maybe you would maybe you would and fuck you if you do but like i just think that there's a visceral difference between like every man is just ah some fucking guy versus like oh this like independent woman this independent woman this this independent girl i don't know if i'm following what you're saying i just think that like every man it's just some fucking guy. Like, no, that's true. That's definitely a true. I just don't statement. think that you can say the same for women. If you're, if in terms of heterosexuality, I think every single guy is a fucking simp. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Well, I don't think. I think a lot of guys aren't simps. They're too, they have too much I pride. Think, I think every guy is secretly a simp to somebody. You just don't know who they are. Yes. Yeah. To. Like eventually, everybody will simp for someone. But Everyone most guys are someone. too prideful mm. and are not comfortable being vul- vulnerable enough to simp. Hmm. That's my that's my thesis statement. I just think that the conclusion that has really helped me get through some shit is that every man is just some guy. Like no matter how much I put someone on a pedestal, I'm like at the end of the day, you're just some fucking guy. Like is that the same sentiment as like there's so you're many fish, fuck- so many fish in the sea? Like yeah. there's somebody. Yeah, like it's like like when I was like in love with somebody that I dated, it gave me a great amount of solace to be like you're just some fucking guy at like erewhon you're just some fucking guy you're just some fucking guy walking around. you're just some fucking guy on instacart you're just yeah. some fucking guy dude you're not a man you're just some fucking guy you're not like, wrong that checks out i just think it's 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 some healthy shit i think it's some healthy shit. it's helpful to distance yourself from them and just give them put them in their place by put saying because I, I started this like 
poetry Instagram account, which we can talk about me being a Pisces later, but like <laughs> I started this poetry Instagram account. It has zero followers, very intentionally. And one of the poems I wrote was just like, do I like you or do I just like the things you like? Does that make any mm, sense? Yeah. Like, do I like who you are or do I like that you like certain things? I can agree in that I think that so have you ever heard I remember somebody said this to me when I was in 11 in 11th grade when I was a junior in college (laughs) and she said it was my friend Paloma she said if you're networking or you're getting to know people or like whatever it is it's better to be interested to be interested it's better to be interested than to be interesting and that really resonated with me because I've thought all the while when I've been dating people where I'm like do I like you because you ask me questions about myself and you're engaged in my interests? Or do I like you because of all of the reasons aside from that? And I think that basically the point is if you're trying to charm somebody, if you're, and this could be just like a finance guy kind of thing, but I'm like, if your whole intention is to charm somebody, why not ask them about themselves? Because people fucking love to talk about themselves. Everybody does. I don't care who you are. Everyone loves to talk about themselves. Why do you think we have so many? There's so many podcasts out there, including our podcast, because we fucking like to talk about ourselves. That's universally true. I think so. There's a TikTok trend going around that's just like, if you let a man talk about himself for 10 minutes, he'll be like, wow, I really like this girl. Of course. And that's, it's universal truth. Like, it's no matter what gender you are. It's making a man comfortable. It's just like asking them questions. And it's kind of, in some ways, its own test, because it's like, how long are you going to talk about yourself for before you ask me about me, before you realize, like, wow, she is making an effort to understand me, therefore I should make an effort to understand her. And I think that if they don't pass that test, which is something that I'm struggling with right now, then you should reconsider. Because there's a lot of people out there who would love to know, like, what you're interested in. It doesn't mean that you're compromising. I think it just is the difference between, like, a person who fucking knows what's going on and a person who has no fucking idea what's going on. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. I just think that I always want, like, the main character husband. Like, I watched this movie with Henry Golding. Henry Golding was in this fucking movie last Christmas. It was on HBO Max. looked good. It actually was a good movie. He's super hot in it. And I was obsessed with him for, you know, a couple hours, a couple days. And I realized that, like, as much as I want a hot main character boyfriend or husband, that's just not who I'm going to end up with. Because I, I love boring ass people. Like, I feel like if I were in a room... And I was like on my Nicki Minaj shit and said like, hey, and as you can kill yourself, I would actually prefer the person who's like, oh, my God, like Sarah, what the heck? Then the person who like joins in singing with me and is like, you're right. Haters, you can fucking kill yourselves. Like, I just don't think that I go for that person. I never go for like that main character trope kind of person. I always go for like, you know, the person who just like supports me in my endeavors and my like insanity. That's always the kind of person that I date. And like, I have just accepted that about myself. I don't know. That is just so. (laughs) And what she means by like, she means if she's, if she were singing karaoke, right? Like she doesn't want the, and to bring new girl into the conversation, Mm -hmm. she doesn't want the Schmidt that's going to get up there and like sing with her. And, like, bump me the fuck out. Like, she doesn't want someone that's going to be just as loud of a personality. She wants mm-hmm. someone that's going to be like, wow, that was really good. Yeah. She wants someone that'll just sit back there and, like, 
applaud her. I just feel like it's so funny because New Girl and Happy Endings are such comparable TV shows and Happy Endings never got any clout and I highly recommend watching that show on Hulu because it's very well written. We ride for Happy Endings. I ride for that show and I do think that Jane and Brad are the perfect couple because yes. Brad is like a f- shitty, like not shitty, but he's just like a finance guy and Jane is just like this happy go lucky kind of like, you know, straight to the point kind of girl and whenever she does anything, Brad is just like, I'm on board. It doesn't even matter how like clown she looks because like I'm just on board and I'm like, that is like a power couple right there. There is a tweet that I've seen that's like finance guy and art girl are the most power couple. Unmatched. Trope. They're unmatched energy. And I completely agree. I think that's a perfect kind of energy. I think it's a perfect kind of energy. If you're ever looking for someone who's just bored out of their mind, getting slave labored all day long, that's a finance guy. And if you're an art girl who just like needs a lot of attention all the time, you need a finance guy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. No, 100%. What I need to know is how this relates to astrology because we have this unique perspective on this podcast where I do not know anything about astrology and Sarah knows everything. So no matter what camp you're in listening, if you're non-astrological or very heavy astrological, you'll find someone to relate to. But I need to know why the people I'm attracted to relate to me being a Pisces. I don't think that it has so much to do with your Pisces son, which is what you are. But you guys, Catherine is... Oh, no. A an Aries rising Cancer moon. Oh no. Which is so on brand if you know Catherine and you follow her, which I'm sure plenty of you do because you're oh, hearing this no. through the way that you follow her. Because Cancer people are so like I like you know in Inside Out when they're like when the when that guy is like I would die for you. Like I would die for you. That's a fucking cancer. Like, I would fucking die for you. Like just very dramatic. Yeah. Like just like I would die for you. Cancers like are the ones who are like they pretend they're really soft, but deep down they like are also problematic. Cancers are the ones who are like I want you to get on one knee and like recite a poem to me outside of a window. That's like a cancer. Like That's a fucking like high cancer. expectations kind of thing. It's 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 a high expectations, but it's also like they just expect a lot of vulnerability. They expect a lot of vulnerability and they expect a lot of passion. So why and would I be attracted to Kendall Roy then? He has none of that. Because you, because you're a Pisces and you're messy and you're like a fish, which is hard to catch between your hands. <laughs> what? And I just think it's interesting because you have that like cancer, cancer moon, which means that like we talked about this on the last episode, like when somebody writes you like an eight page paper about why they love you, like that's so cancer. That's so cancer. It's like you want to know how much you're appreciated, but I do think that every water sign can be problematic, and that's Pisces, Cancer, and Scorpio. They're the water signs, and they're the most problematic. But you have Aries in your chart. You're Aries rising, and you have another thing in your chart that's Aries. And Aries are the ones who are like, if I, you guys, to my fault, to the to the people listening, if I ever had to f- hire a personal assistant for any reason, I'd hire an Aries. Oh, and Aries is somebody who is just like. They just, they, they, they clean their hands and they're like, I fucking got this. Like, oh. it's like, you can't even be like, let me step in and help you because an Aries is like, get the fuck away like from me. Like very self-sufficient? Yeah. Aries are very self-sufficient. Whoa. They're very just like, and it's different from Capricorn because Capricorn is very like, I want to be self-sufficient to achieve my dreams of like having a lot of money. That's like a Capricorn. But an Aries is like a different level of like, I have to do this to like prove that I can like do it, to prove that I'm worthy and to like, to prove that I like deserve like validation whoa and i think that you having aries twice in your chart is very interesting 
because then Aries, like Catherine and I have gone on so many vacations together, you guys. We've gone on so many vacations together. And Catherine's always like, I made an Excel chart. I'm yeah. Excel chart. Yeah. Blah, I'm a big planner. But I'm a big planner too. I love too. to maximize my vacations. I'm a big planner too, but one of the one of the benefits of traveling with Catherine is that you don't have to interject because you know that she's gonna like account for all the shit that you want to do because she's very thoughtful that way. But I think that it can be very overwhelming because an Aries is like it's like kind of like a people pleaser like like placement. You're making me I actually relate more to the Aries part of yeah. my chart than the Pisces. I think so. And I think the Pisces part of you is relates to the water sign where you have a water moon and a water sun where you're just very like you know, I want someone to be on one knee and like propose some like poem to me and like whatever and like whatever. And it's very just like dreamy. Pisces is obviously very dreamy and Cancer is very like loyal and romantic but i think the aries at the end of the day is the one who's like i make all the fucking shit i do all the fucking i run this fucking shit like if you're not gonna do this shit i'm gonna run this fucking shit and i think that it can be aries can be very overwhelming for a lot of people but i think at the end of the day like i said if i ever hired a personal assistant i'd want an aries i just want that person to be like let me just fucking figure out i've always felt like i would make an immaculate like personal assistant to a celebrity like, I would love to be Allison Williams' personal assistant. I think I would crush at that job. I think I'd be so good at it. As a person who is a Capricorn Aquarius placement, <laughs> I can because I'm, I'm a cusp and all of my placements are in Capricorn and Aquarius for anyone into astrology. I don't even know what placement means. <laughs> all I can say is that, like, I have basically been a receptionist before. Like, I've handled schedules before and I'm fucking shitty at it. I can do it. But like people like I just like it's not my it's not my like ideal situation to not be like your running out of people's shit for it. Like I'm just kind of like, it's why your, would I? It's not your joie de well, vivre. It's not my joie de vivre because I have problems with authority. So I'm like, why the fuck should I do shit for other people when I could just be fucking doing this shit for myself? That's like my mindset oh, all the time. I'm such a people pleaser. I'm teacher's pet. Like, oh, that's for where sure. the Aries comes Didn't you in. win teacher's pet? Yeah. We're not going to talk about that on the pod. <laughs> uh, that has, that has to be later. <laughs> did we mention that we're drunk already? Yeah, I think we did. I don't know if we did. I can't remember. Uh, I am so sorry woo. if this podcast is like super messy. It's because we're like, I had one glass of wine, two glasses of sake, mm-hmm. not soju. Mm-hmm. If you've ever had soju, you know it tastes like poison. Sake tastes slightly better, kind of like plum. Isn't it made out of like something plum related? Something fruity, probably. Something fruity, yeah. Anyway, soju... Saki is a hit. Soju is a shit. Mm. That's my the the worst night of my life. I had uh, drinking uh, soju, so that's what I'm going to say about that. Anywho, um, something we want to open up about on the pod is um, the status of our first and potentially last guest. In that, we have been ghosted. <laughs> Oh, we have been thoroughly ghosted by Justice. It's super embarrassing. Our first ever podcast guest. Why didn't he acknowledge our show? Literally, we post that episode with Justice, guys. It's so funny. And he has yet to reply to any of our texts, replied to either of our stories. He has not mentioned his reaction to the pod. I think he's like heavily embarrassed. So Mm -hmm. suffice it to say, we'll probably never have a guest again on the pod. We really, we really goofed it. That shit fucking hurt it. But what are you going to (laughs) do? really embarrassing for us in our podcast debut but if you're listening this far we're pleasantly surprised i just think that in quarantine i've learned that there's no point in trying to control anything pertaining to weight or diet 
because I've trigger gained, warning. I've gained and lost the same ten pounds seventeen different times throughout the past what ten months of quarantine. It really is just insane to me. It's like the same ten pounds comes on and off with whatever I decide to change, and I really have to wonder. I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I've experienced more weight fluctuation this year than any year before. So if you are also experiencing differences in that, you are not alone. It is super normal. Right. And we're in a global panoramic. Like it just makes a global panini, <laughs> a global Pandora. <laughs> it's only fitting that, of course, your body is not going to be in tip top shape when it's dealing with all this. When you take 40 steps a day, what are you going to do? <laughs> When I take 40 steps a day, I'm like, that's I, the thing. My, that, my, my Apple watch literally tells me like, congratulations, you took 50 literally, steps. Literally. That's the thing is like, I've gone through so many, di- like when I first started working from home, I would literally not take more than 10 steps a day. I would walk to the kitchen and then I worked from home from Montana for a month and I went hiking mm-hmm. five times a week. And my parents also started doing this like diet for my autoimmune disease. And so I was like malnourished and hiking five times a week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a completely different body than March quarantine. And now I'm sort of in the middle between those two. And I'm just trying to give my body grace. I think that's all you can do is like give your body grace. Like my parents love to say a little bit of this is okay. Like a little bit is okay. And I told them the other day, I was like, you say that about everything. (laughs) Like you say that about cake. You say that about everything. And they were like, because we believe that a little bit is okay. (laughs) And I was just shocked because I was like, believe. I, I read a tweet that was like, if you live in L.A., you're either afraid of carbs or fat. And I thought that was so funny. Oh, God. As a person who's been keto, I, I don't like carbs. But I thought it was so funny because I was like, you're either afraid of carbs or fat. And my parents are afraid That's of the most thing. L.A. tweet. That's the <laughs> most L.A. tweet. Right. I'm feeling blessed. I just was shocked. escaped that. I just was shocked because like when people are like everything in moderation is okay. I'm like, that's just a blatant lie. Unless you, maybe if you don't have a thyroid condition, but I was like, that's just a flat out lie. That's just a flat out lie. I was like, this is shocking. I guess I want to believe, I want to believe the same way as your parents, but I'm trying to think of edge cases where that rule doesn't apply. It's like, well, I just a feel little like, bit of heroin is okay. It's like, no. I just think when I... <laughs> no, 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 exactly. No. When I when I take it out of perspective, I eat a very, like, religious diet, like, day to day. Like, I know exactly what I'm going to eat. Very I count halal. my macros. Yes. But, like, Sarah if, if I if I felt like my 60-year-old parents when I just said a little bit of cake is okay, like, it took me such a long time to realize it's not normal to just, like, have a freaking cake in your house, like, all the time. <laughs> You're not supposed to just have desserts in your house all the time. Like, if it's someone's birthday. No, I think that's very normal. I come from a just very... Just have cakes in your house all the time? A very sugar-forward household. up? No, no, no. <laughs> we're not... Double, double we're cheeked not, up? We're not double-caked up, but we have some sort of... We used to have some sort of sweet in the house at all times. Like, it would be like, we'd have, right. have ice cream, right. or we'd have chocolate, or we'd have but like you cookies. only lived, you lived on your own for about like a year, right? Yeah, half a I year? never bought sweets for myself because I knew, of course, that I would find them at work or I'd find them somewhere else. That's what I'm saying. Where it's like when you say like a little bit is okay. When I was working in the office, it'd be it would always be some fucking person's birthday in finance, and I'd be like, okay, let's just like celebrate their birthday. <laughs> but when I I've I've lived outside of my home for almost three years now, you guys, 
I love like a matcha crepe cake. Like I oh love it. Oh my God, that sounds so good. And it is, but you would literally never buy it for yourself. No, no person goes to Whole Foods or any any bakery or any market and is like, I'm just going to buy a tart just because. Mm-hmm. But my parents do think like that. No, I, my, my parents bought three packs of the mochi ice creams. And good God, those are so good. And I'm sure they went fast. Oh my God, I ate all of them. But it, it begs the question of when people say like a little bit is okay. It's like, what do you, like if you buy a dessert every week, like it's different than when you're like, oh my God, it's <laughs> someone's birthday in the office. Like let's like eat a piece of birthday cake, right? That's, that's very different. I don't know. I just like have been struggling with that a lot where I just realized like after that's- living on my own for three weeks and you know, I'm a foodie too. I love, like I love like a dessert. I'll eat a tres leches like I love it, mm. but I will never buy it for myself. I just won't have it in the house. That's not even a hot take. That just makes a lot of sense. Like everything you're, sense. and maybe it's just the, the sake, but everything you're making, <laughs> every, everything you're saying right now is making a lot. Of, that lot. is why I have gained and lost the same 10 pounds, 17 fucking times in quarantine. That is why. Because it's always someone's birthday or there's always like something. And I'm like, oh, I'll just like, I'll just like fall, get, you know, fall off. I'll just fall off for a sec and like deal with it because it's someone's fucking birthday. I'm always like, oh my God. I think it's more so just that like food is comfort, you know? Food is comfort. That's fair. Like I know you're supposed to think about it as like food is fuel in like a very body neutral perspective. But for me, food Food is is comfort. comfort. Food is comfort. You know, on that same page. You know what else is very comforting is not wearing clothes. Oh. And I love, I love, I love not wearing clothes. Like when I'm in my apartment or if I'm in my room at my parents' house, like I will, any opportunity I have to not wear pants, like I will not wear pants. This is saucy. And it's so fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this because I moved a lot last year. I always, I have always lived in an apartment that faced another building because I'm, you know, so to speak, broke. I can only afford certain types of apartments. <laughs> they always face another building. Okay, That's well, LA. Broke. That's LA for you. No, I'm not broke, but I, I'm on a budget. And it occurred to me in my permanent place that I live in now, I live in a gorgeous Marina Del Rey apartment, and I do have neighbors across the way, but I always have my light on when I'm in my room because it doesn't get a lot of light. And I am like, always naked i'm always <laughs> wait naked. that's that relates to the tweet that's like you're either the neighbor yes what is that what is the tweet it's, i have it right here you are you either have a naked window neighbor or you are a naked window neighbor and i was the naked window neighbor a naked window neighbor and it's so Where, funny. that's that's the whole thesis of the podcast is that the we're both thesis. naked we're both naked window neighbors i just like choose to believe that they can't see me i choose <laughs> to believe it and i know that they can because if they have their light on i can totally see them and they're it's like this family and I don't care. I'm like, I look fucking bomb. Here's the thing is that like in my SF apartment, I was in the bottom level and then there were two apartments above me across. We had this little weird like courtyard in between us. Sarah, I never once in the almost a year living there saw a single person ever in their bedroom on the second floor that was facing my window. So I felt like, and it took me, I am so, I'm so like decisive, like maybe I guess... I, I'm so calculated about the things that I purchase that I wouldn't mm. buy drapes or curtains for like four months. So there was right. four months of me just changing. And sometimes I'd do it behind my like closet door. And sometimes I would just do it right there. Cause I was just like, 
I've never even seen someone there. And also, like, who is that really hurting? You know? Sure. Like, the human body. Like, who is it really hurting that you can see my naked body? Like, Like, who is that? Is that really a problem? Yeah. Like, is it? At the beginning of quarantine, I lived in this three-story house. And I faced another family's living room. (laughs) And my problem was that I loved natural lighting. But I also loved dancing in my room. And so I would dance in my room and just do whatever. The, I would just be popping off. Clothed? Questionable. <laughs> I think that it was a mixture. If any, I never had pants on. That's the one thing. I never had pants on. That's so interesting. Because I also I'll, learned how to I wall like tour. to wear pants but no top if I'm going to be half nude. Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. If I'm half nude, it's no pants. And I'm definitely, like I just mentioned, I learned how to wall twerk during quarantine <laughs> so i'd wall twerk in my room after work because i'd be like i'm logged off and i'm gonna freaking do this and it occurred to me one day at like five o'clock in non-daylight savings times when it was still light out at five o'clock that i could see directly into my neighbor's living room and i got so freaked out that i had to like go and like i ran and i closed my my curtains because i was like how long have they been able to see this slash have been ignoring it like oh naked <laughs> naked naked asian girl going at it again just waltz working naked waltz work girl it just adds personality working. it adds personality to the ap- apartment complex right but it's also scary because when you take out your garbage and you run into your neighbors yeah. you're like what have you can seen? you ever imagine if you had like an apartment complex house like block party <laughs> and they were like oh you're We've seen some shit oh you're the you're the girl you're the girl like if they could put a face no on because them. one time in my old house somebody set off fireworks in our driveway and <laughs> i lived in like a townhouse like complex so my neighbors across the way and i at like 2 a.m we went out because we were scared because we're like rightfully so rightfully so and we went out and it was so awkward because I didn't even know his name. And I, I didn't know what he was thinking because he was like a polite person. But I could not help but think like, you've seen me twerking basically half naked. You're welcome. On my wall. And you're very welcome. I was like, it probably was good. Only so fans cost like 12 bucks a month. Literally, I was like, and how much should I be charging a rolling fan? Like, for real. No. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, it's wait. Very, very I true. forgot to put someone on my, my heterosexuality list. Who is? Hassan Piker. If anyone knows who that is, he is such a physicality wise. He's so different from every single person on that list. He is the king. He's my John Ham. He's my John Ham. Who I'm he's like John Ham. Like That's I am crazy. religiously attracted to this man. That is insane. He is John Ham is a whole different level for me. John Ham is like not even human. <laughs> he's a god. John Ham, a is god amongst a, men. A man Ham. He's a man Ham. He's a man Ham. John, I mean John Hamm in that in that Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Ooh. Christmas Eve. Or Ooh. White, 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 white Christmas. White Christmas. My favorite episode. Ooh. That's something else. He's just so confident. Like, I think John it's just Hamm the confidence. And, John Hamm in 30 Rock kills me because he plays a doof. He plays like oh, a handsome yeah. fucking doof. He plays a himbo. He, pl- <laughs> he plays a himbo. <laughs> no. Go back to our other episode if you haven't heard this. I just think that... I don't know why this reminded me of... So I went to Target the other day. Actually, so I went to Target. Plot point, she went to Target. I went to Target. (laughs) I only bought the essentials. Then I went home and I watched my favorite movie, You've Got Mail, with Meg Ryan Mm. and Tom Hanks. And there's a scene where she goes to the grocery store. Is that the one in Seattle? No, no, no. That's That's the one in New York. It's the one in New York. It's fall in New York, babe. I'm I'm a big idiot. Babe. No, it's fall in New York. That's the whole thing. They're AIM. I thought it was Christmas. I thought it was Christmas. Okay. All right. But 
there's a scene where they go to a grocery store and Meg Ryan gets this like little grocery cart. It's like a tiny grocery cart because I guess Manhattan, I don't even know, Manhattan grocery stores are like small. Like, well, know. you have to carry your groceries home so you can only take so many. Sure. But the grocery, the grocery carts literally look like those kids grocery carts that you would run yeah, into your parents' ankles. It's because you can't load up your car. You have to take it in your arms. It's true. But it's like, it's, it's just shocking because I was like, I was very like, wow, like, I'm so used to like a Costco shopping cart where you can fit like two yeah. kids like a shopping cart. That's but LA it was so energy. Funny because the I New was, York energy is different. I was just thinking whenever I go to Target, even now in COVID times, I will always, always take a basket. If I can't have a basket, I would rather just carry it in my arms. Mm-hmm. I will never take a cart, and I don't know why. And I was just thinking about like that. Like, I don't even know if this is significant, but I remember being like, "Wow!" Like, people who take carts have their shit together, and people who take baskets like do not have. Their I shit saw together. TikTok that was like, if you want to, you know, fall in love at Trader Joe's, you need to take a basket so that people know you're single. Because if you take a cart, people are like, okay, you're shopping for more than one. But if you take a basket, it's like this girl's obviously so just this city girl living on her own, doing her thing. Why is that? Like, we, like, when I, you guys, I did shrooms semi recently, and I'll tell you. Oh, let's talk about it. I will tell you. I had this moment of like, why do we do the things that we do? And why do we know the things that we know? Like, why do we fucking oh, know God. how to tie a shoe? Like, this how do I fucking so know meta. how to tie a shoe? No, it was very meta. But I was like, why do I always take a basket? I always like even if I remember when I used to drink a lot of oat milk, I would always go to Target and I'd buy like three things of Oatly because they would always mm. sell out. And I'd be walking around like a freaking idiot with three gigantic what is it? Gallon cartons of Quartz. Oatly. Quartz. Quartz of Oatly. Quartz. And then like maybe like tongs or like some other dumb shit that I was buying at Target. And it would be so heavy and I would literally I have really sensitive skin. I'd have marks on my arms. But I would do it because some part of me was like, take a fucking basket. Like, don't take a cart. Like, the basket. Like, you know when you go into a grocery store and you're like, I have to be the hottest person here. For me, that's like I have I, to be the most fuckable person in I have to be the most way. fuckable person at this Trader Joe's in Marina Del Rey. Like, I must. And that's a competition. Why do our brains work that way? That's I just, don't know. So that's what I'm asking. That's just narcissism. That's what I'm asking because, like, I would literally go to like target or trader joe's or or anywhere costco doesn't even have baskets because they already See, know this is why like doesn't that relate to me being a pisces why if you if you're like i want to be the most fuckable person in the grocery store that's is that not pisces i think that's just like a woman thing is that just universal or just a competition thing? is that every astro astrological it sign? can't be because i go to costco and i literally pull up to costco knowing that i have my membership paid and i have a costco credit card and i'm like i will literally dress like a schlep Mm-hmm. But I still am like I'm the most fuckable person here. I th- I think that's just narcissism. I think we're just outing yeah. ourselves yeah. as self-absorbed. I, I but just think to be fair, to have a podcast, you have to be self-interested. Otherwise, no person in their right mind would want to listen to themselves talk for an hour and then edit themselves for another hour. It's delusional. It's deluded. I was recently called narcissistic by somebody. And somebody close to you. Somebody close to me. It wasn't and I, me. And I had to laugh. This time. <laughs> I fucking had to laugh because I was like, yeah, I'm fucking narcissistic. Like, yeah, I'm the main character of my own life. Like, are you kidding me? Like, who was it who asked us on our poll last episode? Oh, how do I become the main character of my life? You just freaking decide that you are. You look out the window, you listen to some music, and you just decide, hey, the world's fixating on me. And I just think it's crazy that you wouldn't be the main character of your own life. You wouldn't be narcissistic. Like, why wouldn't you walk into a grocery store and be like, I have to be the most fuckable well, person here? 
Here's what I've learned recently is this concept called dialectics, which is that and materialism, which is that, well, is it historical materialism? I'm being a bad job of being a woke anti-capitalist. But anyway, the idea is that like, are we individualistic because we're naturally selfish or is the consumer economy and the way that like capitalism, capitalism is built, is that, you know, pushing us to be individualistic? Mm. And it's like, I think that we're self-absorbed, not because humans are are naturally self-absorbed, but because the environment around us encourages us to be that way. Does that make any sense? I have no idea. I think it does. I think it does. I just think that I admire people who have no concept of self. I agree with that statement. That is like, to be truly free, I would love to just not think about myself ever. Sure. I have always said that my most pure version of myself would be if I could just take the form of like a mist. A mist? A mist. What would that be like? I don't know. A wet mist. You're just floating around. You're floating around. You're vibing. You're like, I'm just a mist. I'm probably going to condensate in a couple days. Like I'm vibing. This is why we don't do drunk podcasts. No, it's very true. (laughs) I have never been the kind of person to like use an unfollowing app. No, I've yeah. never been that yeah. person who like yeah. I I think I, we talked about that on the last pod like if you unfollow us neither of us will know because we, we don't know. have unfollower apps like that's just really chaotic I just think it's setting yourself up to get angry and it's yeah that so, shit hurted it's so interesting because my senior year of college when I was in a very negative headspace I deleted my Instagram for like three weeks and the only people who asked me about it were like people who had unfollower apps and like total locals like total locals with a capital L who were like, I know you didn't unfollow me, so why did you delete your Instagram? And I was so shocked because I was like, the fact that you even care, and you only post like, you know, people post like biannually. They post on Christmas because they're like, I finally have something to post because we did a photo shoot in front of the Christmas tree like everyone does, right? And then maybe another thing on like their birthday or something, right? I just thought it was really interesting because I was like, why would you above anyone else care about who follows you back versus like an influencer who probably should be more you know uh acquainted with who falls and unfollows them but doesn't care like i feel like it's like an interesting ratio where it's like i feel like the people who are in no place to be caring are the ones who always have the apps that tell them when someone unfollows them yeah it's always the people where personal and maybe that it's it's always the people where their following doesn't materially matter like it's not Mm. part of their career it's not part of their like conscious like like for an influencer like you literally make money off of your content so it's important to know that people are following you but those people usually don't have the unfollower apps because because it's so much more important to them that their following is engaged it's too serious they can't have those apps versus people that are like you know have 182 followers will have those apps because it's like I don't, I, it's not really logical. It's not logical. It's really not rational that I'm trying to, I'm trying That's to like make sense of this when, and it's actually hard to make sense of. What astrological sign enjoys pain and suffering? Because it's that person. A water that, sign. Guaranteed. But like, I don't want an unfollower app. I'm like, who gets, who gets some sort of Well, I think it's the controlling signs. I would actually say it's like the air signs because the air signs are some of the most controlling signs. I think it's Libra, Aquarius, and is it leo i don't know but it's like those are like the controlling signs you like need to know and put themselves in that like position of like pain 
That being said, will I check to see if my crush has viewed my Instagram story? Obviously. Yeah, I'll spend a little bit of time and effort. Sometimes I don't want to scroll through, so I won't check. Um, That's so interesting because somebody actually asked me recently. She DM'd me separately and was like, I feel like you of all people would know this. Is there an app that you can check if someone specifically has like watched your story? And I replied to her and I was like, A... I wouldn't even fucking want to know. I wouldn't even fucking want to know. Because I was like, that is so manic. And it's so just like, you're setting yourself up to be manic about it. Like, obviously, you're going to check no matter what. But to to download an app that literally tells you like that's just lazy that (laughs) (laughs) it's like either you're crazy enough i am fucking crazy and i am free free either you're crazy enough that you want to scroll through and do the damn thing and look for their name or you just shouldn't you just shouldn't know like i agree i find it's binary it just fucking resonated bruh (laughs) just fucking resonated it'd be resonating it'd be resonating so with all that said I feel like the alcohol the alcohol is wearing off now we're becoming really self-aware and really embarrassed yes yes of everything we've said i just think that you know we covered a lot of topics in the last pod i don't know if this podcast will see the light of day i don't know if it will i don't know if it will <laughs> it's only been but we had we had to attempt a drunk podcast for our own sanity we had to know if this would be more entertaining or less entertaining and once I listen to it back, we will know for sure. And we will either do this again or we will not. I think it's kind of similar, though, to like if you choose to be the DD and not drink and everybody else in the room is drunk, you have a really bad time because you're not on the same level as them. Mm. So I'm concerned that people listen to this sober because most <laughs> people listen to podcasts sober because who the fuck listens to podcasts drunk? They're going to be like, this is just so on another wavelength that we can't even resonate with it. Mm. I'm getting really self-aware. But yeah, we just want you guys to have a good time. And, um, you know, we appreciate all the support. And if you have any specific requests, I mean, it's about to be birthday season for this Aquarius and Pisces ass. So you never know what will happen. But I'm working on the outro now. But if you guys... You know, you have any topics you want us to work on? I know we always talk about Instagram because we have a lot of opinions on it. But um, however you're feeling about it, maybe let we'll us know. bring some polls back. So follow us on Twitter if you want to participate in some polls for the podcast. Polls at Catherout at IOMU. If you have a crush on me, let me know. Now's a good time. I'll probably handle it with care. Just let me know. Um, and I think that's kind of. I think that's all we got. Over and out. Thanks Over for listening, my people. Out. At K A T H E R O U T and at I O M O O. That's where you'll find us across all social media. If we're lucky. She's sober enough to spell, folks. I said, time to peace out. Time to peace out. Catch love. Freaking out, bruh. Bye bye. Bye bye.